Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today, we take a look at the topic, Best Foods for Breastfeeding Moms, as a sequel to the discussion on how to properly breastfeed your child. In Nigeria, traditional postpartum care has always been one of our age-long customs. This celebrated activity is commonly called Omugo in Ibo, Ojojomo in Yoruba, and Wankajegoin in Aosa. During this highly anticipated period, new mothers, especially first-timers, are usually encouraged to rest as they ease into their new roles as mothers. An important aspect of their role is child nourishment. New mothers are usually fed with nutritious food to boost milk production. And you've probably heard that breastfeeding is super healthy for your baby, but did you know that you have to eat healthy so your baby can suck healthy? <laughs> Not surprisingly, it takes a lot of energy to produce this liquid gold and your need for many nutrients increases to meet these demands. Now, it's so, so important to choose a nutrient-dense, nourishing food to support your breast milk production. Plus, eating healthy foods postpartum can help you feel better, both mentally and physically. And who doesn't want that? Everybody does, right? <laughs> If you're like the typical mom who can bear the sound of a lovely baby's cries of hunger, then I've got you covered in this conversation on the best foods you can eat to help you. I have the medical officer at Medicenter Isolo Lagos, and remember she has a background in nutrition and worked as a nutrition consultant for Havila Health Haven, where she worked with many chronically ill clients to reverse or to significantly reduce their morbidities. Dr. Melody Akiemi has joined me on this conversation. Hello, doctor. Hello, Gloria. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine too. I'm fine too. All right now, Doc. Last conversation, we started with breastfeeding and the proper way to do it. And we established quite a number of things. We talked about how that breastfeeding is important, why some women might not like to breastfeed their child, exclusive kind of breastfeeding and all of that. And I think we rounded off with what women should eat while breastfeeding. We focus more on the child, what you give your child while breastfeeding, why you want to win your child and all of that, but we really do focus on the mother. So the conversation today is about the mother and the kind of foods they eat. But first, many nursing moms report feeling constantly hungry, no matter the amount of times they, they eat. So why is it like that? Why do they constantly feel, feel hungry every now and then? Well, uh, <laughs> breastfeeding, that is making breast milk, actually takes a toll on the mother. Like I mentioned last week, I mean, your calorie needs increases while you're breastfeeding by up to like 500, 600 extra calories. So that alone makes you use up more nutrients, more food than you typically would have if you were not breastfeeding or pregnant. So that means you get hungry faster. That's one. Two you're actually going to be using up a whole lot of micronutrients in particular because you need micronutrients for a lot of processes, like the enzymes that stimulate the production of milk, the secretion of the milk, inside the milk itself, and things like that. They run on micronutrients and not macronutrients. That's one side. And a lot of people are actually deficient, mildly deficient in a lot of micronutrients. So the thing with the body is, if the body feels I need a particular nutrient, 
it stimulates hunger, makes you feel like you're hungry. So no matter what you eat, if you're not supplying your body with the nutrients that your body needs, your body is going to keep making you feel like you're hungry. That's why people who eat a lot of empty calories just eat up a lot of carbs and you do not infuse a lot of micronutrients, vegetables and all. You still keep getting hungry after eating all of those carbs because you really haven't satisfied the particular hunger that your body needs. So that's one micronutrient deficiencies to the fact that you actually need more food than you typically would have and maybe you're not balancing out the ratio of your meals of your nutrients in the meals so actually typically here in africa we eat a whole lot of carbs and we forget about um protein healthy fats and oil micronutrients and the likes so another thing i usually tell nursing mothers to do is to increase their protein intake because it makes you feel full Take a lot of fiber because fiber actually adds bulk to your food. You're not digesting it and it's slow and it helps increase bulk. So you feel fuller faster and you feel fuller longer. And then add uh, healthy, fat-rich uh, foods like avocados, for example. Avocado is very high in fats. Uh, you get a lot of calories from fats. Like maybe uh, let's compare on 10 grams of fats to 10 grams of carbohydrates. You actually get more calories from 10 grams of fats than 10 grams of calories, like almost double. So if you eat uh, foods that are high in healthy fats, you're not likely to get f- as hungry as you would if you eat the same exact amount of foods in uh, right. carbohydrates, if you understand. Okay, yeah, I do. I do, absolutely. And we'll come to the area of what to eat then, because you're already mentioning eat healthy fats so you don't get hungry and all of that, yeah? So we'll get to that. Now, many mothers worry that what they eat may affect their breast milk. So they wonder what kind of foods be perfect for their babies to eat. But then again, I've read that no matter what you eat as a mother, your breast milk will always be sufficient and nutritious for your child. So, Dr. Melody, two questions. One, how true is that? That no matter what you eat, your breast milk will always be nutritious for your child. And number two, what then should our mothers eat? Okay, so the statement that no matter what you eat, your breast milk will always be nutritious for your child is true partially okay it's partial in the sense that you really cannot give what you don't have and that's a fact if you are deficient in the nutrients your body is not going to magically manufacture that nutrient and put it in the breast milk even if it's supposed to be in the breast milk that's primarily the reason why people are particular about what they eat when they're pregnant because if I don't have a nutrient, I can't give my child the nutrient, even if it's supposed to be in the breast milk. Let's take farming, for example. You can say, uh, maybe, let's see, iodine-rich foods. Like, let's just say you have a vegetable that's supposed to be rich in iodine. If you plant that vegetable in soil that does not contain iodine, the vegetable is not going to magically produce or get iodine from the sky. It is going to be deficient in iodine, even though it's supposed to be a vegetable rich in iodine. It's only a vegetable rich in iodine because if it's in a soil that contains iodine, it concentrates iodine in itself. So that's how breast milk works. What your body does is it needs certain nutrients and whatever it is that the woman has in her body, the body gathers all of it and puts it in the breast milk to the detriment of the mother's health. So that's why I said that statement is true partially, that in that regard it is true. If you're taking just enough for yourself, your body would not give you what you've taken. Your body will instead take it and put it in the breast milk and give it to the baby. So you will be deficient and the baby will not be deficient. However, if you do not have it at all, or you don't even have it in adequate quantities to to be beneficial to the baby, then the breast milk is going to be lacking in it. So what you eat actually affects 
what is in the breast milk. Another thing will be that uh, there is there aren't so many dietary restrictions, so to say, for breastfeeding mothers because we need them to eat everything as much as possible so you can get as much as possible into the breast milk. So uh, I just tell bre um, breastfeeding mothers to eat your regular diet, but then in addition to that, you have to add an additional layer to ensure that you are giving your baby all the adequate nutrients in the adequate quantities and you yourself, you're not leaving yourself um, deficient in nutrients. Because, I mean, if you keep breastfeeding, I've seen breastfeeding mothers that the baby is looking robust and the mother is looking like she's dying away because the baby is literally sucking the life out of her. Such a person is not feeding herself enough to give the baby nutrients and give herself nutrients. So that's two. And that way, what you eat actually affects your breast milk. Is I know they always say that breast milk has a defined taste, but it actually has subtle undertones of what you've eaten. So for example, you eat a meal that is high in garlic. The baby is going to taste the garlic. If you taste the breast milk, breast milk is actually going to taste, has, have a slight garlicky taste. So another way you can introduce your baby before you start giving the baby adult meals to the taste of the food that you eat is to eat a lot of the food that you want the baby to eat eventually. So if you want your baby to like vegetables, raw vegetables, you yourself, you have to eat a whole lot of raw vegetables. Yeah, because you're going to express some of the undertones of the taste in the breast milk. Uh, another thing is the quality of nutrients that you eat affects the quality of nutrients in the baby. So I see some women say, oh, my baby is obese, but I'm, I'm only breastfeeding the baby. Then I ask the mother, what exactly are you eating? Because the quality of fats that you're eating that your body is going to use to make fat in breast milk. If you're eating bad fats, that is going to make you obese. The baby is going to be obese, even if the baby is eating just breast milk. Mm. Wow. So in those ways, what you eat actually affects what goes into the breast milk. And so you have to be particular about eating healthy foods and whole foods. It's very important. Mm. Okay, let's come to the crux of our conversation today. What then should mothers eat to better the kind of food or the kind of milk they give to their children? Okay, so I'll try to break this down since this is the part that most people are probably really interested in. What exactly should I eat? And especially for new mothers and here in Nigeria where you go on the internet and you see a lot of food that's foreign to us and you wonder, what's the Nigerian nursing? I know, right? Food? I know, right? That question <laughs> of where is the Nigerian yes, and all of this? Yes, but funny enough, we're actually, we actually have abundance of a whole lot of rich foods if we would just go local. So... The first layer, like I said earlier, is what would you, if you were not pregnant, you were not breastfeeding, what would your typical diet look like? How many times a day would you likely eat? Most people eat two main meals a day and then probably something a little extra on the side. That's the typical adult diet in Nigeria. So that's fine. That's regular meal that you typically would have eaten. Go ahead and eat it. But then you now have to add extra layers. So the extra layers would be extra water. You're going to need the extra water because... Breast milk is primarily water. It's about almost 90% water. So you're going to need extra water because you're going to be losing a lot of water through the breast milk. That's one. But then again, when I mean extra water, I don't mean go and now start drinking an extra gallon of water because if you think about it, how much milk exactly are you even producing by day? But you, you need extra water. You need to stay hydrated. Then you need extra micronutrients. I can't overemphasize the fact that you need extra micronutrients extra um, vitamins, extra minerals, trace elements. You need them in abundant amounts, much more than you typically would have needed them. And where do you get all of these micronutrients? You get them typically from green leafy vegetables. You get them from uh, roots, vegetables like carrots, 
beetroots, uh, parsnips. We actually have these things around. I know that I'll be mentioning some things that people will be like, what? Like celery. Celery, they are, they are quite common, actually. It's just people don't ask. And they are cheap. They're not expensive. It's just that people don't ask about them. You can get them from nuts and seeds. Seeds in particular, like chia seeds, hemp seeds. Why? Because seeds actually are like concentrated nutrients. Because whatever is inside that seed is what's going to sustain that seed till the plant grows enough roots to start getting from the soil. And some seeds last the plants like as long as three months. So you can imagine how much nutrients are packed in seeds. So if you can incorporate seeds, incorporate nuts like almonds, cashew nuts, granuts into your um, diet, and then take green vegetable juices. Now, I'm specific about juices because juices are like concentrating the nutrients in the vegetable into a glass and I, I know some people find it difficult to start chewing on vegetables because they're like ah, am i a goat or am i an animal that i'll be chewing on raw vegetables or it's stressful for them no problem just juice those vegetables and you have a glass of green vegetable juices that is power packed with several nutrients in fact inside that vegetable juice you can mix in your chia seeds and some other things and maybe coconut milk to make it into tasty or tiger nut milk to make it into tasty so that you can drink it. If you can drink like two of that in a day, that's fantastic. You are almost covered in adding an extra layer of micronutrients into your diet. Another thing would be if you're eating your fruits, eat them whole because you want to get fiber. You don't want to load up on too much glucose and a whole lot because it might not affect your baby directly, but it can affect your own health if you take a lot of fruit juices. Then vegetable soups and protein-rich foods. Now, example of protein-rich foods that you can eat aside from chicken and fish, would be plant-based protein-rich foods like lentils and chickpeas. And funny thing is, chickpeas is actually common in Nigeria too, and it's cheap, it's not expensive. But chickpeas have actually been used since like the olden uh, Egyptian time, when, when Egypt was like the reigning superpower in the world. They used it to stimulate breast milk production in their nursing mothers, especially those that did not start lactating early. They give them, they prepare lots of chickpeas meal for them to take to stimulate breastfeeding. So if you're worried, except for vegetarians, for example, you're worried that I'm a vegetarian, I need to take a lot of protein to help my baby and to stimulate breastfeeding, what do I do? You can add a lot of chickpeas, a lot of beans, a lot of legumes like lentils to your diet and you're largely covered. However, there are a few things you might want to avoid when you are breastfeeding, especially with fish. So you want to avoid fish that are likely to accumulate mercury or fish that is caught in uh, polluted waters, for example, Lagos waters. <laughs> fish like tilapia, mackerel, they tend to accumulate mercury. And the bad thing is that you're going to express that mercury in your breast milk. And because the baby's brain is quite porous, a lot of things can enter into the brain. Babies like to take it and have mercury affecting the brain development. And you do not want that. You also do not want to take bad fat. So you want to avoid fried foods, for example. You want to avoid margarine. You want to avoid bad fats in general. So just stick to good fats, good oils like coconut oil, palm oil, olive oil, eating the coconut, eating avocado. Fantastic. I actually get some good oils from things like um, flaxseed and oil. all. Right. Now, for Nigerian foods, example of Nigerian foods that are fantastic for breastfeeding. I think I mentioned a lot. Beans, uh, yam, sweet potatoes are particularly fantastic for breastfeeding. And like pap and co. Okay. Oh, yeah, pap. That leads me to my next question. There's a popular Nigerian mentality about consuming pap. Ogi. What everybody knows. Yeah. Okay, let me let me go indigenous. Akamo. 
<laughs> to increase milk supply. So why is it so important? I think it's just uh, a meal that is native to us here that has been proven over the years to help breastfeeding mothers. Now, um, if you are making the pap the old way, not the modern way, where you just have maybe the white corn or the yellow corn, back then, they usually make it rich. They add uh, millet, sorghum, and a whole lot of things to make it rich. Now, aside from the fact that pap is largely water, which means that you're hydrated, so you have enough water to make breast milk. It also actually contains, actually the sorghum and the millet components actually contain uh, a lot of nutrients and proteins that help to stimulate breast milk production and also provides trace elements, minerals that are good for breast milk and good for the baby. So that's probably why over the years they always say, ah, you're not, you're not producing breast milk, take a lot of pap, you'll probably be fine. But some people don't like pap and they should not be discouraged. Pap is not the only thing you can take to have that effect. <laughs> Mm. You can do oats. Oats will have the same effects. You just make the oats a little bit watery, not very thick. But oats actually, the galacta tog, if I'm pronouncing it properly, it stimulates the production of breast milk too. Okay. Now, what's your take about um, breast milk? Um, how do I put it now? This, you hear components of people come up with formulas for you to, you drink it and then it helps to induce breast milk. You hear them produce, um, there's a name for it now. I really can't place my hands on it. So, but that you, I guess you know what I'm saying. You hear breast milk formulas for mothers to consume and it helps to induce production of breast milk. What's your take on that? Uh, I think, first of all, like anything that is advertised to you, you should always ensure that you're sure of the source of what's inside. Now, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't largely have a problem with people taking things to help them stimulate breast milk. Because the truth is, a lot of people actually have issues initiating breast milk production, especially first-time mothers and the likes. So sometimes they actually need some extra help. I mean, if if people didn't need extra help, we won't even be talking about taking something to stimulate breast milk production in the first place. A lot of those formulas, to the best of my knowledge, actually contain a few of the things I mentioned, probably in the, the dried powdery form that will stimulate breast milk production. And then some of them contain are just nutrients powerhouses that they feel okay, because we know that a lot of the food that we eat are barren in nutrients anyway. If you take this, this supplies the extra nutrients you will need so that your baby is getting the best of nourishment. If you are sure of the source of the formulation, and you're sure of the nutrients inside and whatever is inside. I personally do not have a problem with it because I know that breastfeeding mothers need extra nutrition. Mm. But if you're not sure of the source and it's just some random person saying stuff, I think you should just stay clear from it and ensure you incorporate a lot of vegetables and fruits, nuts and seeds into your diet. And I think you're largely covered. All right then. Now, I, like I said, I do not subscribe to milk-based, um, cow milk-based products, especially for breastfeeding and feeding the child. Personally, I do not. Yeah, you mentioned that so, last week. I think yes. you gave your reasons. You said, I really can't remember, but you made us understand that you do not prefer, you do not recommend cow milk. You prefer plant-based milk and um, other form of uh, milk, right? Yes. Okay. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> well, first of all, that my, my primary reason is cow milk is for cows. Are you serious, Doctor Melody? <laughs> How but 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 my reason, my uh, aside from that, there are other scientific reasons for my advising people to stay away from cow's milk. 
in particular, actually in nursing mothers, don't don't fall for the deception that oh, is milk. If I take it, it's going to help my baby. Not necessarily. It's not, it's not going to help the baby. Uh, first of all, the type of protein that is the predominant protein in cow's milk is alicarsinoids, casein proteins. Then high amounts, which is actually too high for the human body to tolerate. That's why a lot of people have milk intolerance because of the casein in the milk. And then it is highly inflammatory. As opposed to whey protein, if you notice most protein formulas nowadays that are milk-based are tending towards whey protein now than carcinoids before in the past because they realized that the carcinoids are actually more detrimental to the health than helpful. So, and then plant-based milk, like tiger nut milk, for example. Tiger nut milk is actually fantastic for stimulating breast milk production. Fantastic. Because tiger nuts themselves help with um, breast development during pregnancy and then also help with milk production. And then it's a tasty drink, and it's, it has a lot of fluid in it. So mm. why, why, why would I now go for cow's milk that is slightly detrimental to my health instead of taking Tagano's milk that's better for me? All right, then. So final words as we run off as regards nutrition and breastfeeding in general. Uh, final words for breastfeeding. Uh, do not stress yourself out over breastfeeding. I know breastfeeding is important. I advocate for it. In fact, I tell people, if you can breastfeed up to four years, <laughs> you are doing your child in the world of good. Um, but when it comes to breastfeeding, the key is adequate nutrition. Stick to wholesome foods. Instead of eating pure white rice, take brown rice. We have our local uh, rice options, like ofada rice. There's the one that comes from the south, the abakaliki rice and all. Just make sure that what you're taking is wholesome and raw. Instead of taking white bread, go for wheat bread or oat bread, preferably, for, especially for people who are, um, what they call it, wheat intolerant, who can take gluten, for example. You can go for oat bread, which is fantastic. There are always options, just research. Yams are very good. Uh, beans are very good. Um, if you feel um, beans are too gassy for you, you can go for things like lentils, chickpeas, and the likes. Just make sure that you're eating adequately, then time your meals if your baby is feeding every three hours, you can use that to time how many times you eat. Just as your baby finishes breastfeeding, you refill again so that before you start getting hungry and crave something that you're not supposed to take in the first place. Mm -hmm. Avoid a whole lot of sugar. And it, it's, really, it's really not that um, hard, per se. Okay. Just make sure you're eating highly nutritious meals. You cannot afford to waste a meal slot on something that is not nutritious. Mm. And some would say that just eat as you were eating while your baby was still in your tummy. The way you kept eating to ensure that you produced a very healthy baby. It, yes, Just yes. You even need more calories. That's the thing. You even need more calories when you're breastfeeding than when you're pregnant. So you still have, you have to either maintain or increase it slightly. Then, of course, you have to reduce your caloric intake by the time you start adding adult meals to your baby, because your baby's food, because your baby's no longer taking exclusively breast milk. So your body will not be producing as much breast milk as before. So that you don't start gaining weight. Because another thing, some people lose weight initially and they start gaining weight after they're wondering, ah, but I'm breastfeeding, why am I gaining weight? Well, you're yeah, eating as much as you were eating before, okay. even though you don't need so much calories anymore. All right, then. It's been such an amazing conversation with you, starting with the first episode and here the second episode, talking about breastfeeding in general. And I believe that at the end, you've been able to learn one or two things. I'm speaking with a nutritionist and a medical officer at the Medi Center Isolo, Lagos, Dr. Melody Akiemi. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure being here. Now, breastfeeding is hard work. 
Your body requires more calories and nutrients to keep you and your baby nourished and healthy. Now, whatever you need to do, do it. If you need to, be sure to add supplements into your routine like vitamin D and omega-3s. And finally, be patient with your body. Take it one day at a time and remind yourself daily how awesome you are. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.